0: Hello. Welcome to the Go Home Podcast. We are your hosts, Mary and Michael Leppard.
1: We have been in the homeschooling world for over 25 years. We authored the Homeschooling Almanac and the Homeschooling Book of Lists. We produced 14 homeschool conventions over the years with speakers such as John Taylor Gatto and David and Mickey Colfax.
0: Our publication, The Link Homeschool Newspaper, brought together all religions and all styles of homeschooling. We began with the idea that all religions and all styles of homeschooling have something to learn from each other. We are
1: producing the Go Home Podcast with the same sentiment. The Go Home Podcast will focus on all things home.
0: Homeschooling, homeworking, home living, and why Americans are going back to their homes.
1: Welcome to the Go Home Podcast. Hello, listeners. Today, I'm really proud and happy and excited to have Cynthia Simonovich, the director of Branson Academy on the show. Cynthia is a mother of six, and she started the Branson Academy in 1996. She homeschooled all of her children through high school, and she is very, very experienced with helping all sorts of homeschoolers age-wise, style-wise, and um, lengthwise with homeschooling. The Branson Academy is a private school satellite program, and she is the director and the founder. So you're going to enjoy this show. It's going to be really good, especially for people new to homeschooling. So enjoy. Hello, listeners to the Go Home Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to welcome the president and founder of Branson Academy, Cynthia Simonovich. Hi Cynthia. Welcome to the Go Home Podcast. How are you? Hi, Mary. Great. It's good <laughs> to be here. I love talking with you. Nice talking. We've talked so much over the last I wanna say twenty five years because I think you were advertising in our magazine the link twenty in the nineties, in the middle nineties. I think so. When did you start? Oh my, the oh my goodness,
2: wait. Well, Branson Academy has been our home school. That, that was our original home school. And about 16 years ago, we opened it up to other families in our area and then just kind of expanded from there for families all through California. Oh, But I remember great. the link. I remember the link, Mary. I remember going to uh, a couple of your conventions and they were wonderful.
1: Oh, thank you so much. So we actually met at a convention then. See, I'm, I must be getting old because yes. I can't remember that. I have this picture yeah. of my mind of what you look like, even though I haven't seen you on the website, but... So maybe I, I know in my, uh, secular, you know, psychic memory of what you look like. Cause I met you before. It was probably in the nineties though, wasn't it? Yes. Or, yeah. 20, yes,
2: 25 years ago. Yeah. Oh, scary. That, that's Thank scary.
1: You. Well, the other day when we were talking and. In- Tell tell the listeners how many children you have and how old they are, if you don't mind, because I was I got scared when you told me how old your kids were. Because I remember talking about them when they were teenagers. I actually got scared. So go ahead.
2: Well, the good the good news is that all the worries that we had back then of whether we were going to be ruining our children's lives really didn't you know really didn't pan out. Um, no, it never so happened. We, um, yeah. We we home, raised and homeschooled six children through high oh school. Wow. Uh, yeah. And the oldest is just turned forty two, the youngest is twenty eight. So we have a broad range there uh, of yes. years. Um, and I and I have to say that it was really interesting to see the changes between what we call the olders and the youngers. Um, so- uh, and the you know the different what was available you know the difference in what was available the laws and all the various things that we that we went through as as homeschoolers
1: why don't you tell us what well, first of all, tell us what years those were, because when you say that the changes between the older and the younger, I know a lot of homeschool families with a lot of kids, and they usually say the big change was the use of the internet and cell phones. So, what what were those changes? And briefly go over the years that it was uh, that you were that you right. saw the change and everything.
2: Right. Well. uh, So my oldest is 42, was born in the late 70s. So we started, you know, realistically uh, homeschooling. I mean, you're always teaching your children as toddlers, three, four-year-olds. But in the early 80s, so I was homeschooling um, my oldest children through the early 80s. And we didn't have, you know, there weren't a lot of resources. We used the library. We made things, that, you know, we made our own manipulative. <laughs> right, exactly. <We> used-
1: <laughs> Beans. I use kidney Quinto beans, beans. Yeah, For counting. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Right. <laughs> right.
2: So, so there was an, and John Holt was the only one at that time who had that national newsletter. I don't know if you remember growing without school. Oh, I certainly do. And I that mean, was, that
1: influenced me great. It influenced my whole life. I, it influences me every day, even today. But yes, yes growing without schooling. Yes.
2: So, right. So that's so that's what we had, and and it was really. Kind of a homemade um, and very uh, very non-mainstream, and I think that's one of the biggest things that changed in the '90s. We started getting a little bit more acceptance of the homeschool community. There were, you know, there were more people, more testing, more things that had been done that um, that said, yes, this is a, a reputable and a viable alternative for education. And so in the 90s we started seeing a little bit more ex- acceptance and yet at the same time we really saw some pushback from uh in the legal community right mm-hmm, so there mm-hmm. was a lot of you know, we spent years um, on legal committees and with the Homeschool Association of California and CHN and some mm-hmm. of those mm-hmm. other uh, state associations working to really to make homeschooling what it is now, and that's that it's... I've, Available and legally available to all families now, and and a lot of the you know a lot of the younger families have no understanding of that history and the and the really the fight that it was, because I remember when our kids, when our oldest kids were little, and we would go to the beach, you know, and it would be a a quote unquote school day, and people would say, "Oh, are your kids off school?" And we'd just nod our heads. (laughs) You
1: didn't tell people you're off school. (laughs) No, we. I my big memory of that feeling was uh, I had a kitchen that had a counter top that went all the way across it. And when Lennon was four and he'd sit on that countertop, when the gas meter guy walked by the kitchen window, I'd be terrified if he saw him sitting there. <laughs> like, no, why isn't that child in school? He might've been older than four, but it's like, I just remember being hiding. We hid a lot back in those days.
2: We did. Yeah. 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 You were very much under the under the radar. Yeah, very much so. So and then in the in the late nineties, we were able to file the R fours or the mm-hmm. what's called the you know, private school affidavit. And that changed, you know, that changed a lot for parents as far as feeling a little bit more secure
1: about their um, status as homeschoolers. I'm gonna say dot 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 right here to take a short break to give you a message from one of our sponsors.
0: Do you have a gluten intolerance? Avoiding gluten in foods is not enough to ensure your well-being. Gluten-Free Savonair offers a complete line of skin care and beauty products that are guaranteed to be free of gluten and other common allergens. What goes on your skin may wind up in your mouth or eyes or soak into your body over time. Visit gfsoap.com to see their complete line of products guaranteed to be gluten-free and allergen-free. That's gfsoap.
1: I, you know, I shouldn't, I, I'm going to ask you one really far to the left question. Cause I don't want to talk about philosophy so deeply because especially for the new listeners, they, they're not going to know what we're really talking about. But when, when the R4 came up and I, I, it, I really felt like, Oh, the government's giving us permission to raise our children. Isn't this interesting? I'm so, I personally didn't do it. Now I can honestly say if I had six kids I might have done it because when you have six kids, you're out in the world. Like Lennon was in choir. He was in all this different stuff. So I could hide easier Mm because I only had one. Mm -hmm. But I never filed an R4 (laughs) because I just thought, I'm not going to let the government give me permission, especially when you have the whole philosophy of unschooling and blossoming to become your true self. Those two things didn't mix for me. How did you feel about that? Yeah. Well, it, you know, I think that we had
2: some ambivalence because we were aware of a situation in Idaho where um, this same thing had come about and, and people filed the affidavit in Idaho. And then you had an overzealous uh, state I remember superintendent that. Mm-hmm. who... Do you remember? And, and they and they took them all to court. And so that was a huge battle. So, yeah, part of it, you know, there's a part of me at that time that was concerned. But we also had um, legal defense associations that were starting to um, like the support school, the homeschool community then also. Yeah. 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 And, and so that, that made it a little bit more, um, I don't know, maybe a, 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 a little bit more secure feeling maybe. Um, but definitely, there was—you know—I think there was a lot more fear back in the day because we were trying to do what we felt was best for our children, right? And right. really bucking bucking a system that that wasn't established yet. And so that's the exciting part nowadays, I think, for for young uh, parents, is that this homeschool. Uh, our home-based education as i like to call it is is really well established we've kind of done away with a lot of the myths and i think parents can really teach their children
1: with a lot more confidence now right exactly because this this just reminds me of one thing that i've really been thinking a lot the last couple of years is that i i like have some uh, like a resentment that it has become so mainstream. I'm just saying, me as a, as a mom and as a, an American, but I've been realizing lately that I need to drop that resentment because all movements become systems eventually. Otherwise, the movement wouldn't mm. be there. Just like Black Lives Matter and all the different movements that are out there. Are, are out there to fight for a system and for to lay a foundation so freedom can happen to do whatever the movement's about. So anyway, that's just one thing I've been thinking about a lot lately. I shouldn't have such radical thoughts. And so I've been thinking a lot about, like when you describe how it was with your <coughs> older children, a little bit more, you know, like where you used pinto beans and you were a little more relaxed, and then when products and services became available... Would you be able to say which way is better, the way it was when we were more simple or when um, charter schools and all this stuff, ISP started popping up? And the reason I ask that is because I really think it plays a big part in these people who are homeschooling today, especially because of COVID. They, I, I think one thing they really need to do is relax a little bit. So could you address that a little bit? <clears throat>
2: Yeah. That- that's a, that's a great question Mary. Um and you know I think that um it's kind of like looking back on, you know, we're looking back on history, right? Right, right. And, um, and, and we can't really judge uh, today's standards by, by you know, 50, 40, 50 years ago. But what I think is that, uh, absolutely, you know, if we could get parents to relax more, but I don't know, I don't know if that's a possibility with the way our, our technology is and the way our world has, um, our societies have evolved. But honestly, um you know, I feel really grateful that we were able to be as creative as we were and and use the resources that we, and that we had resources like the public libraries that we could use. Um, Nowadays, though, I have to say that I think um, there's such exciting resources available for families now. There's, you know, there's the online platforms, there's even... Um, I, I was reading the other day about photo. I don't know if you've heard about this photo math, the photo math app and the math pathway app. I mean, there's apps out there and, you know, now I haven't heard parents. about that now. And so I, I, yeah. And so I think, I think for parents nowadays, it's not, it's not necessarily this concept of what is more simple. And should I just use Pinto beans rather than buying that really cool, <laughs> you know, um, learning aid as more, as much as it, it is, maybe finding a balance, you know, trying to find a balance between what's available and what is going to work for their family. You and I were able to find what worked for our family. We created, you know, we created that environment. And parents now today have to do the same thing, only they're using different tools, right?
1: Right, right. And so how does Branson Academy, so what do you do at Branson Academy? Like what services do you provide to people?
2: Right, so... I think if you start with with our website the first thing we we provide is the the steps for getting started. You know, right. how do you how do you do this? I have so many parents who call and say I I don't even know how to do this. You know, that wasn't something you and I thought about. We just did it. Right. Right,
1: right. right. <laughs>
2: and so so the step Well, of well when you say how did what, you do
1: this? I think that's the other thing too that I I really want this episode to be um, of great value to all those people and everybody but all those people whose kids were in school, and now because of COVID, they're not going back. That's that's who I really want this to be valuable to, because those guys, they really don't know what to do. Like, how do I get started? And yeah. it's like I used to say yeah, at our absolutely. conference, it's yeah. not really a verb. You don't just go do this thing, and you're doing it. It is a lifestyle. Don't you still think that, that it's a lifestyle? I've always...
2: Yeah, I've always felt that. I've always felt that, but that is not where some of these parents are coming from. Exactly. Who, are, right. who are suddenly they're suddenly schooling, and so yeah, and so that's why in, in this last year, um, I just really felt impressed to create kind of this, you know, this how to, you know, the steps for getting started and tools like schedules, optional schedules, and planners and score trackers and subject specific resources and teaching aids, and I've for online assessments um, you know for for the for not just visual auditory learning, but also personality types and all the different, um, intelligence types, you know. So, which In fact, I think, I think Michael did, uh, a blog on, on Homeschool Almanac on learning style. So all that's available. And in addition to that is the advice and the encouragement through emails and, uh, phone consultations and then the legal umbrella covering handling student transfers, handling the transcripts, photo IDs, dual enrollment for college, I mean we just have a broad support system. For okay, families. but let
1: let's just play. Like, okay, I'm calling you and I'm I'm I have three children. I don't know what to do. They're seven, 11, and fifteen. Oh my gosh, homeschooling, what do I do? What how do I start? What would you tell me?
2: Right. So I the first thing I say is take a deep breath. You can do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Because <laughs> I'm but, really, I don't but know but what <laughs> I'm going to do because we're used to living in boxes and one kid goes one way every day. I go one way. My husband goes one way. They all go, we all go our separate ways. Now all of a sudden we're all under one roof together all day. What do we do? Yeah.
2: Yeah, what am I going to do? Right, and right. so the first thing I, I encourage parents to do, and I and I really emphasize this as the most important thing to do first, is to discover how your child learns.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and what does that mean?
2: That. Well, so there's different ways of learning, right? You know, there's the personality types, there's the visual auditory kinesthetic learners, there's your uh, types of intelligence, which includes your logical, mechanical, social, mathematical, you know, various different types of learning. And a lot of parents, if I was talking to you as a parent, Mary, I would I would say that, you know, you probably intuitively already have an understanding of how your child learns. You kind of know your child's personality. And at that point, a lot of parents would say, oh, yes, my child is this or that. And so then they kind of have a sense of, of where their child is. And the important part of understanding how your child learns, your, your learning style, is that that's going to narrow the curriculum choices because that's another question that I get is there's so much out there now. How do I navigate this? How do I figure out what curriculum to use? What is going to be best for my child?
1: So what so if my school, a, well, excuse me just one second, what if my yeah. school is saying that I have a choice of, Online learning is online learning for everybody. I'm going to say dot 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 right here to take a short break to give you a message from one of our sponsors.
0: Right Start Mathematics is an elementary and middle school program using a two sided abacus that is ideal for kinesthetic and visual learners. This abacus uses visualization of quantities and strategies for learning the facts. Practice and reinforcement of the math facts is achieved through card games. This research based program guides parents on what to teach, how, and why, day by day. Right Start will give your child an understanding, mastery, and lifetime love of math. Visit rightstartmath.com for complete information.
2: Well, again, that goes back to discovering how your child learns, because Mm -hmm. if you have a visual auditory learner, um, an online platform is probably going to be fantastic for that learner, and especially if your visual auditory learner is also a social global learner, right? And then you can involve a teacher-led online platform or or a chat room. But if you have a child who's visual print, that child is going to be really happy with a pile of workbooks, right? Mm-hmm. A structured schedule and a to-do list, and is not going to be as happy with the online platform, right? Right. Also, if you have a child who has ADHD or ADD, um, or any other um, special needs, you really need to try to find a curriculum that's going to meet that child's needs. So, for instance, and you know, a child with ADD may not do as well, it, depending on the online um, platform, it depends because that child can get totally distracted if it's um, if there's a teacher standing there and presenting a lesson. Um, you know they might be checking out that the way the teacher talks or their hand signals or the way they're dressed, or you know how they're writing on the board. And so for mm-hmm. that learner, actually something like Khan Academy might be better um, where you have just kind of that whiteboard tutorial. So that's why it's so important and and so so essential. So number one is is
1: learning styles. And just briefly tell us what social global learning is, because I've never heard that.
2: Um so that's your that's your uh, your child that likes to learn in group settings—it's oh. usually a very creative, theatrical, um, maybe dramatic child mm-hmm. um, who who does well with small group learning. Oh. And so, if you're, if you're, you know, if you have some classes that you can introduce your child to, and with the COVID situation, most of that has to be online, but you can still bring that in. I also encourage parents if they have. Um, a social global learner or any any child really to involve them in community service as a way to increase their um, social connections.
1: Oh, okay. Right? Oh, that's good to know. Okay, so the first thing is I find my child's learning style. Then what do I do? How is it? Do I pick a curriculum next?
2: Right. And so then that's the next, the next step, is, is really looking at the curriculum. And depending, of course, whether you have your grades K-6 or your grades 7-12. So your middle school, high school curriculum, you're going to be looking at something different, right, for your child. Um, and so uh, one of the blogs I wrote was on how do I choose a curriculum? And there's, there's four for focus questions in there. And part of it is, you know, you want to, are you going to want um, a secular curriculum or a Christian-based curriculum? Or are you going to want, uh, and, and what is your budget for curriculum? Mm-hmm. Um, so once you've narrowed down your child's uh, learning style, then you can kind of look at those parameters um, and, 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 do you... and determine which way you want to go.
1: Okay, so t- Cynthia, tell the listeners your website and where they can f- find the blogs I know on the website. So why don't you tell them your website? Right,
2: right. Yeah, the, the blog is on bransonacademy.net. Okay. And great. that's B-R-A-N-S-O-N. So bransonacademy.net is our website. And um, we have actually, I have resources on the website that are available to the general public. Oh, And okay. then the parent, and then the parent resources that I have are available to parents who have enrolled in the program. And there's just tons. There's just so much available. Um, as far as, um, you know, the schedule. Like I said, the schedules and planners and score trackers and all different kinds of support material there for for parents and 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 it's divided into grades K six and seven twelve. So you can easily locate what is going to work for your your student for your
1: learner. Okay. So what's next after I choose? You know a, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Well, one of the things that we were talking about the other day was this idea of of deschooling, right, right? right? You know, and is that is that important? And I think that's part of the process. So while while you while you're researching and planning, and and I give parents a full month, thirty days to research and plan and choose curriculum, and that way they can, um, you know, get back to me and say I'm looking at this or that. I can provide feedback to them. But a full month of doing that, and and they say, "Well, what am I? You know, what do I do with my kid during that time?" And that's where I think this idea, of "de-schooling," it's kind of being called, comes in, mm-hmm. and and I think that that provides an opportunity for. A bridge to recenter and to, as a family, and to strengthen your parent-child bonds because all of a sudden you're in a different role now. You've kind of given up to the schools previously. You've given up this role of, of instruction, of being the teacher and taking a back seat to that. And now you're kind of taking your power back in that area and being the instructor, or at least facilitating some type of instruction, right? Or, or maybe so you're. Ta- th- be... Maybe
1: it's the power, you've never had the power to begin with, so you don't, because for some of these parents, I think it's so new that, like when, I think a, a time of, wouldn't you agree that they need to just observe their children? Because if their kids are gone a third of their lives from the time they're in kindergarten, they might not really know them at all. You know, I mean, they don't know their learning styles. They don't, except for the notes they get from report cards and things like that. So do you think that oh, yeah. that uh-huh. so should we put deschooling in front of like take a break for a month and deschool quote unquote and while you're doing that <laughs> test the <laughs> and learning while you're style yeah. Yeah, well, yeah well you yeah. could kind Figure of obs- these other things, Well but- how you do the learning style is by taking these different tests right or or you just observe them or how do you do it
2: Yeah yeah yeah, and it kind of depends on the child's age, right? Because if you've got your middle school, high school student, they can do some of these online assessments themselves. There are actually assessments available now for younger children, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's but great. Pretty much, um, yeah, so pretty much um, you can have your child uh, do, do these assessments. But you're absolutely right, Mary, that... Um, a lot of parents are disconnected from their children because, just because of the time gap. Mm-hmm. You know, you've lost your child for seven, eight hours a day, um, absolutely. And when they come home, they're in a much different headspace than when they left in the morning. They've had a whole day of experiences with other people, and you, and they can't even begin to tell you what all those interactions are or how they felt. You know, that's another thing that, that's been kind of interesting is to have parents Call and say, you know what we found is during this time of um, distance learning that our child that our child is just so much happier. They're mm-hmm. not as stressed. You know, yeah, I'm they, hearing the same they're things. starting to tell us. Yeah, they're starting to tell us that they were bullied mm-hmm. um, or this went on or that went on, and so for a lot of parents, they've kind of been re-schooling in a sense while they've been distance learning so that's great and I think it's important to, to have that time for the cognitive changes that have to take place for independent learning because this is now a different type of learning right you, you know you don't have the teacher saying you have to do this you have to have this assignment XYZ has to be done now you, you know you're working together as a team it's a collaborative effort and um, and you're trying to help your child learn to be motivated to learn and to and to regain that enthusiasm and that joy of learning. So I think it's really important to take time to, you know, go for hikes or bake brownies, you know, or clean the garage or you, you know whatever it is that you might have to do and just have that downtime where you can be together and really strengthen that parent child relationship. That's I think that's really, really good
1: advice. That's really good advice. And I I'm hearing from people that you know they're liking being at home so much with their kids that they are thinking they're not going to be sending them back. And then there's the other group of people who are saying, "I, you know, I have. To, we both have full time jobs, or I have a full time job and I'm a single parent, or whatever the re- the case is." Do you suggest? Because a lot of people are asking me this question: Do I have to like pick a new curriculum and sort of have a merriment between what they were doing when this all happened? and then pick it right back up? Or do they just, um, do you recommend assessment testing and all that stuff? Or do you do you just say, pick your curriculum and just, I mean, act as if you might not go back for a whole year and then make your decisions then because you'll be a different person after that or a different family experience after that. Like what what do you tell people who yeah. say, I don't know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna say dot, dot, dot right here to take a short break to give you a message from one of our sponsors.
0: Type C Typing Program offers your family a full touch typing video and game curriculum for less than $70. Touch typing is a necessary skill for today. Typing correctly and quickly ensures a lifetime of ease in college, writing, and other serious work. Success in the workplace will continue to require well-developed typing skills. Type C covers all typing skills, couched in fun and enjoyable practice with videos and games. Help your child develop mastery today. Go to typec.com to order.
2: Yeah, such a good question. First, I have to say, I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful for the parents who are discovering um, how good this has been for their families and that they're moving forward in this direction. I I just am really excited for the families that that they have this. But in response to, you know, parents who who are just trying to get through the next six months or year. um, And and they're really not thinking of it in terms of homeschooling, right? They're thinking of schooling rather than the lifestyle that that we think
1: of it as. I know, but can you tell people what the difference is? Because one of my questions I have on here for you is, what is homeschooling? But, you know, I mean, I know we know that, but it's kind of, because, you know, I, for me, I always think of it, it's not a verb. It's not school at home. <clears throat> I I even hate the name. I hate the word school. And I, um so for me, yeah, but- I, I wouldn't be good at your, your company. Uh, you would fire me because I, I would tell everyone, never send your kids back and don't try to comply. But, uh, but what is homeschooling? What, what exactly is it? You know, for the
2: longest time, I I didn't call it homeschooling either. I call it home-based education, and mm-hmm. and it's funny because in ca- in California, legally there is no uh, homeschooling. There right. is no term for homeschooling. Right. right. So so we call it home-based education, but but basically, you know, what we're talking about is educating your child, teaching your own child. And that can be at home. It can be in the car. It can be while you're at the grocery store. It can be through community service. It can be with your faith-based community. It's part. It's it's like you know we've said it's this is life, right? But they're saying right. yes. But what about math and and reading and, <laughs> right. and, and all that exactly. stuff? And it's like yeah, well you know okay we do that too. You know that's part of it. Um, and so I think that's that's really the concern. Well, how do I keep them? How do I keep them academically at? Great Grade level, I think, is 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 a more appropriate
1: a question. Oh, right? that opens up a whole um, can of worms because what if, what if people just realize- <laughs> what is grade level? Yeah, yeah like- <laughs> I mean, well, I know everybody, eighty nine percent of people want to want. I I love the question when my son was little. How do you know where he's at? Well, he's right here. But how do you know where he's at academically? Like, what grade is he in? Well, he's never been to school, so he's never done a grade. So. But and I, in a grade, yeah. Right. <laughs> so you know, because I I know that like we don't want to tell people to drop all those terms and drop all those mores, but educational mores. But but in a way, I think during this time, it would really help people to read John Holt, and it would help them to drop a lot of that stuff because there is so much stress in keeping up, and now with these institutions quote unquote closing and not allowing people to go back, (laughs) I feel that people are gonna feel like they're really hanging on an edge, like, oh my gosh, they're in a panic. And that's where I really want to say unschool, read books, play games, knock it off. Because because the truth of the matter is with real life experience it'll be so easy to just assimilate where you want to go because kids are smart, you know, they, they pick stuff up and mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, John Gatto used to say that it only takes 180 hours to teach a child to read. And, and I don't know if you know, Maria Emma Palula Willis, she does the learning styles. Um, have you ever, yes. do you know? Yeah. Well, yes. she, yes. she's a friend yes. of mine. I have her books. Uh-huh. Well, she was on this podcast and one of the things she said was um, remember that that um knowing how to read and knowing your multiplication tables and all of the things that are like that are skills those are not things you forget they're just like riding a bike you don't forget how to read you really really don't it's like a skill you attain Mm -hmm. yeah you have to practice it and if you want to be better i'm still i have a pile of word, word books to learn new words on my desk but it's like but these skills are not something that, they. oh, we have to watch our children every second to make sure we shove as much into their brains as possible, or they're going to be lost. I mean, I think it's really important to remember that education's big business, and it's it doesn't have to be all about cramming stuff and taking tests and staying where you're supposed to be. So, you know, that being said, right. like, right. you know, that's why I think a service like yours is so great, because it's it allows people who want to comply with the system to comply and you show them how to do it. And others that want to be a little more relaxed, you can guide them how to do that too, you know?
2: Yes, absolutely. And I 100%, 100% agree with that, Mary, absolutely. And that's that's one of the reasons why I created a program that is as flexible as it is, so that uh, a family who's... who's Doing maybe the Charlotte Mason approach or an unschooling approach um, is is able to have that legal covering just as much as somebody who wants to do, for instance, a really rigorous classical education. Right.
1: Right. I love Charlotte um, by the
2: way. <laughs> of, yeah. 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 And and one of the one of the things that I recommend also to parents, or, or you know, uh, one of the options that I uh, that kind of help parents explore is this idea of of life skills. You know. Right. So when you're you're, you're filling out your, your plan, and parents fill out what's called an annual study plan for me, and it's basically a very flexible outline of, of what their child is going to be um, studying during the year. And the purpose of that is is partly to meet the state's requirements of the intent of instruction, that there is intent of instruction, right? Oh, um,
1: okay, intent of instruction. And what when you say the state's requirements, because the other day we were talking, you said you can help people in any state, right? So. Is that right?
2: No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Um, I misunderstood that. Yeah, we do. Um, we enroll p- parents from other states and traveling homeschoolers, and I have international. I have students who are international right now. But not every state accepts RPSP. So, for instance, Washington is one of those states that if you're enrolled in a private school satellite program, you have to be enrolled in one in Washington state. Oh, so I So there see. are okay. a couple states. Yeah, and there are a couple of states like that, um, but not very many. So, yeah, I could, I could do most of the United States, and like I said, I have, you know, I've had uh, parents from I've parents in Colorado and parents in Nevada, and some that were back east, and people traveling through Germany and the Philippines and some in Singapore. So definitely, um, you know, it's a it's a great program because it it gives people that again that umbrella covering for their for their education for their child as their living their lives
1: Um, and and you're kind of like a guidance counselor too right because you you offer a service where people can call you and and they can ask you questions and you can give them suggestions
2: right i am the admissions office and guidance counselor all rolled up in one right
1: (laughs) are you the principal too and do you (laughs) do you give grades no no, mm-hmm. no. I stop there. <laughs> that, so you you need to
2: do that. On your own. No, one, but one of but one of the things we were talking about is is this idea of life skills, mm-hmm. and that's you know as I help parents explore options for. You know, for courses, you know, we talk about subjects and courses, and I try to encourage parents to think in terms of what fits their students' interests, mm-hmm. right? What, you know, because, okay, so we have English, but within the realm of English, you can study poetry or playwriting or script writing or novel writing or, you know, medieval literature or world literature. I mean, there's just so much available, right? So in the area of life skills when I start talking about you know you can teach your child to how to change the oil in the car mm-hmm. or how to make you know cook and bake and budget and all these various things that we naturally taught our children as as they were growing That can get thrown into this category of life skills. And that's when I find parents getting really excited because now they're starting to see the options that they have and the flexibility that they have. And that's when I think naturally they start moving away from this idea of, oh, I have to do, you know, the three R's, right? And it has to look like school. And then they can start moving away and saying, oh, we can do other things, uh, right? And they get really excited about that. Well, yeah,
1: because I mean, when you think about it, you've got a house there, no matter where you live, and it takes a lot to run that house. And why not get these kids to take part in it and see what happens and how it goes? And I'm hearing from a lot of people they are saving tons of money because they're not, they're cooking more, they're doing all sorts of things that they weren't doing before, and everybody is happier, you know, except the people mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. it's a, it, they they haven't gotten past that stress of feeling that they have to keep them where they're supposed to be so they can go back. But so many people are finding right. happiness in just existing in the house and making the beds and cooking lunch and changing the oil and gardening and everything else that goes along with running a house.
2: And isn't isn't that wonderful? Yes, I, find I love it. So wonderful.
1: I do. Yeah. You know, it's hard and to it, say something good came out of this, but. Um, you know, because it's been so horrible f- for all of us and so many people who lost people. But uh, the fact that we're getting to be a little bit more organic and natural, we're kind of going back in time a little bit, is, is good for people, I think, to stay closer to home.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet still have that technology that we have so much available to learn and ways to be connected with each other.
1: Right, exactly, um, and, and
2: that's that's really really helpful. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah. so you you determine your child's learning style at some point. You try to relax for a month or so. What then tr- while you're doing that, determine their learning style. Then you choose a curriculum, and then are you going to say the next mm-hmm. thing is schedule? Choose a schedule.
2: Um, I think that's part of of looking at the whole the holistic approach is what. Type of schedule works for you and I think that kind of comes in with that I think that kind of comes naturally as parents do go through that de-schooling process and they figure oh so I can do this on three days a week or four days a week Mm -hmm. you know that kind of thing um but yeah the next thing really is just jump in and get started you know the water's fine just you can do this um and 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 that's really part of it I think I think a lot of parents are scared to teach their children they think they don't know how and and I think well you, you taught your child to Tie his shoes, right? And you taught your child to how to eat and how to dress and how to brush and floss his teeth, and and um, y- you know, and how to be how to how to behave in public and how right. to be a pleasant person, how to right. how to get along, right? I mean, you've already been doing all those things. You can teach your kid fractions and use right. the app, here, right. you know,
1: to help you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so I mean, your big message for people is to calm down, and you can do it, right?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And it's a team effort. Yeah. <laughs> You know, have your child be part part of the process, part of the planning process. You as a parent don't have to do it all. I think part of, you know, what we learn as moms is that we have to relinquish a little bit of control. Right, in, right. Um, You know, and, and bring your child in. You know, and again, this is maybe if you've got a fourth, fifth grader on up, you know, especially middle school and high school, absolutely involve your child in that planning process and talk to them. Have those conversations about what do you want to learn, right? right. What are I was you just going to say in? that what
1: are you interested in, right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you might have a a child who loves coding or programming or you might have a child who really wants to learn marine biology but they never got to, you know, and there's so much available now for parents to be able to do
1: that. I know it's mind-blowing when when we think of the 90s compared to now. It's just mind-blowing. <laughs> it's Oh, yeah. The possibilities yeah. It's, it's are very endless, yeah. right? Right. Well, Cynthia, thank you so much for talking to us today. And um, s- s- your website is Branson Academy, B-R-A-N-S-O-N, net. And folks can go there right. and get all sorts of tips, or they can uh, call you for more information, and you can help all beginning homeschoolers, right? Or anyone who's already homeschooling Absolutely. who feels lost in the middle, you know, like people who have already been homeschooling. So,
2: Absolutely. All yeah. right. Well, thank you
1: so much. I, I really appreciate you being on the show today.
2: It has been a pleasure talking with you, Mary. Thank As you so always. much. always.
1: Yes. Thank you. It's been great talking to you too. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for being part of our show today. The Go Home Podcast is a production of California Incline, LLC. Our producer is Lennon Leopard. To find out more information about today's podcast and going home, please visit our website at gohomebook.com. If there is a topic you would like us to cover, please email me at mary at Thanks for listening.